I'm waiting, Rusty. Is my microphone working? Your microphone's working. There it is. You uh, sure you don't have a good Russ impersonation? <laughs> no, I can't. I'm, I can't. I can't perform on the spot. Have fun, Russ. <laughs> say that might be like double what it was the first time. Rusty needs to stop leaving us. Yes. <clears throat> Son of a gun. Welcome to Cold Pizza, our weekly podcast from Christ the Lord Church in Dayton, Ohio. This is where we take the opportunity to squeeze out every last bit we can from the proclamation of God's Word on Sunday. It's our chance to sit down with the preacher and tackle any further questions or application, any little bits of leftover crust to chew on that maybe didn't make it into the main meal. So grab a slice and join us this week with Pastor Matt. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. Hey, you don't sound like Russ. I don't sound like Russ. This is Pastor Jeff, by the way. I am your host today, sitting in the the big armchair behind the giant wooden desk in place with Pastor Russ. So you're going to have to bear with me. And having Matt and I both on a podcast, this could literally go three hours. (laughs) (laughs) I should start the timer. Exactly. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we'll try our best. So anyway, um, so yesterday's sermon... Uh, the title was He Became. Yeah. I don't like giving titles to my sermons, as I've said before, because it boxes me in. But I don't give a title to the end. Oh, so you, till you figure it out. I literally I write the whole thing and then I save my document. Mm. So I save it originally just as the scripture reference. Right. And then when I get done, then I edit the and make my title. Okay. I, I usually put a title down that's kind of a general idea, yeah. and it's usually kind of weak, yeah. You know, and then I'll kind of do the. I'll usually get it halfway through though, like oh, this has got to be the title. But I don't know if, if you've ever done this because I'm, you know, a little OCD as as you know about things. So I can tend to be a little bit like anal or OCD about my points, <laughs> and I don't know. I that's some of my like Baptist background because I grew up listening to guys. Even like my dad, who every point was like the same, started with the same letter, mm-hmm. like salvation, sanctification, you know, things like that. And so sometimes I'll get into a sermon prep and I'll go through my points and I'll have two really solid points that start with the same letter, which is by no means like a bad way to preach. My brain kind of just mm-hmm. does that sometimes. Like this is, this is how I remember it this way, so you can help others. But then I'll spin like... Half a day thinking about there's got to be a third point that starts with the same letter. Like, what is it? <laughs> and so I've just kind of given up that, I think, mm. because uh, if if it doesn't work, just, just say it. So also, it doesn't have to be like a one-liner or a two-liner. Just, yeah, just get the point across. <laughs> That's why I don't like titles. Right. Yeah, just just make it just make the title after you're done writing the sermon. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna start doing that. So otherwise, you become like the detective that that has a suspect in his mind. Yeah, and then he just is trying to chase that tail the whole the whole time. That's true. Yeah. So 
I don't know though. Like sometimes you just come up with a really good title. Well, there there are times you know? where like early on and it just hits me. Yeah. I'm like yes, mm-hmm. and then it does help me frame some of my points maybe around that. But that, sure. uh, yeah, that's not a gift that I have. Right. It, my- I just. The most one of, point, ten points. Right. The mo- Say I have ten points, but only have nine. Ten points to see people on their toes. Seven sub points underneath those points. <laughs> that uh, the most efficient way for me to preach. I did this. I don't know several sermons ago in Hebrews is to basically come up with a sentence mm-hmm. and just walk through that sentence. Yeah, that's it, good. It keeps me on point. So yeah, Russ likes to do that too. Yeah, because my I've brain. Done it a couple times. My brain runs around. I don't know if you ever had that experience where your brain, you'll be preaching and all of a sudden it's like you step outside yourself and your brain starts going down a path on its own. Maybe that's only my problem. Rusty said oh, it happens to him sometimes. Wait, when you're preaching? When you're preaching. So I, I've said, uh, maybe this, if this is what you're talking about, if not, but I, I mean, tell me if it's not. But for me, I've told Sarah, there's always two conversations happening when I'm up preaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the what's coming out of my mouth and then there's what's going on in my head. Yes. Those are in their... Yep, that's what I'm talking right. about. Yep. So I'm like, I'm walking down this path, and it's either pops into my head because I'm like, oh, I could, I could walk down this application piece, or I see somebody and it makes me it triggers a thought, or, mm-hmm. and I'm always having this conversation. And then you go here. preach to that person yeah. for the next two minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then it kind of comes back a little bit, or sometimes I don't say it. It's just over here talking to me, you know, and it's <laughs> it's weird. Yes. So whenever I do say it, I just blame it on the spirit. So I always blame it on the spirit. So anyway, it's uh, it's funny. It praise, I just blame it on you being a bully. This is yeah, it's, that's true. I could do that as well. <laughs> just praise God that He uses oh, clay pots, feeble mouthpieces, right. right? Praise yep. God. So um, I want to emphasize uh, something because uh, you made a, a point on this in the sermon. Uh, you spent some time on this, and I'd like to dive a little deeper in it. So you're talking about the temptation of Jesus. Those were some themes in the sermon. Jesus learns obedience through suffering. Um, and then it kind of comes to this head where Jesus is asking to be delivered. So my question is, what is he seeking to be delivered from? Mm-hmm. And I think if we miss that, you, you spent some time on that on Sunday, but I think if we don't understand what he's asking to be delivered from, we might miss the whole point of the, of the text. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't... I think our temptation... Because of our uh, current life situation um, uh, in people's lives, mm-hmm. is to make this a sermon about suffering, right? Uh, and it's not really a sermon about suffering. It's mm-hmm. not a passage about suffering. Mm-hmm. The passage is about Christ's righteousness mm-hmm. and the depth of that righteousness. Yes. Um, and I'll interject here, even. Even the passages what we've already seen in two, the end of four, where it's talking about he understands and sympathizes with us because he's been tempted in the same way. Mm-hmm. That's not a sermon to talk about suffering. There, there's, there's a piece to talk about yeah. how he, he gets you, but there's this deeper um, point the author is trying to make about the righteousness of Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where um, you know application-driven sermons mm-hmm. can force you uh maybe unintentionally to uh to kind of not necessarily twist but to emphasize wrongly the uh the passage Mm -hmm. um and so suffering is a and how do we deal with suffering is 
certainly an application sure. of the passage. Sure. Um, and uh, strive to enter that rest, hold fast to that confession. You know, certainly there is application for right. uh, suffering there. Um, but we got to be careful that we don't let our um, current life circumstance be in the driver's seat. Yep. A lot of times we can, well, I, I'm just going to read what part of the Bible is, is going to speak to whatever my current circumstance is. Yeah. Um, that's why I recommend uh, for your personal study time, like for me, I'm reading through the book of Psalms right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just reading the next passage. I just go yep. to the next passage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't expect that passage every day to have anything to do with everything that's happening in my life yeah. or anything that's happening in my life at that moment. Sure. It might just be cataloging truth that is good that I need that I might need three years down the road, yeah. or thirty years down the road, yeah. or maybe three minutes from now. Yeah. So with that in this passage, the 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 thrust I, I think the the main thing is he became, and what did he become? Ultimately, he became a righteousness for you and I that we could not earn. Mm-hmm. That's not even possible. And if if it's not even possible this, this righteousness, then then that that makes a difference then in our life. Mm-hmm. Now, what when when I said on Sunday, what is it that he is praying to be um, uh, exempted from mm-hmm. uh, or to be released from? That there, if you miss that, you will miss the thrust of the depth of righteousness from the passage. Right. You'll miss that. And so I, I, I gave, I think, good, fair time to that, but I wanted to give a little bit more time here because I think that was a, uh, uh, a, a point at which either someone could get lost pretty easily or miss the, the, the carefulness and precision of language mm-hmm. um, there. So when Jesus, <clears throat> when Jesus is seeking to be delivered when he's offering these loud cries and so on and so forth, he's not asking to be delivered from from, from death, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, from dying rather, uh, that that his physical body um, would like that, that he wanted he wasn't asking to be relieved of the suffering or even the wrath of God, mm. um, but but what he's praying for is uh, the ability to. Um, persevere through it. Mm. Um, that that the so death. The word death there is is referring to like the wages of sin. Mm-hmm. Now, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Mm-hmm. So that death is this uh, final conquering of sin over your life. So for the wages of sin is death. Well, what what's happening there? Well. Because I've sinned against a holy God, now I'm going to spend the rest of my eternity repaying that debt to God, mm-hmm. right? So that's the wage. That's the that's the compensation that I have to give to God when I die uh, for my sin is is being crushed under that death for all of eternity. Like that's that's the that's the paycheck I have to give him. But it's going to take me just for one sin of my own all of eternity to pay that. Yeah. So so Jesus understands to to some measure here 
that 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 wage is really costly. Mm-hmm. And not only is that wage really costly because just one sin and repaying that one sin is really costly, but but because uh, he's going to pay for not just one sin of one person, but all of the sins of that one person, and not just that one person, but all of his elect. Mm-hmm. And and he's not just going to he's not going to slowly pay the compensation for all those sins of all those people for eternity. He's going to pay for all of those sins of all of those people. Mm-hmm. In a few moments of time. Yeah. So he's going to drink it. Mm-hmm. He is going to offer the payment, and he is going to offer up that payment until it's done. Mm-hmm. And he knows the intensity, and that's the yeah. word I keep I keep coming back to, I want you to, in, in depth, yeah. the intensity of that trial yeah. or that suffering. Yeah, there's that song... Um Lion Man, it says he drank destruction to the dregs. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he he knows uh, to some measure. I don't think Jesus knew exactly how painful that was going to be and how right. difficult, right. but I think because of his wisdom, mm-hmm. he knew that he could not do it without the help of God. Yeah. He needed, like, he was going to strive to use Hebrews language, mm-hmm. but he knew that for him to persevere in that striving, he had to have the Father's help. Mm-hmm. So if you miss the him knowing that the the uh, difficulty of bearing up under that wage, if you miss that, then you miss the this point of this proven righteousness Mm -hmm. now when i think about that proven righteousness, i think there's two sides to that coin Mm -hmm. uh there's like there's that faith love if you if you love him you'll obey him and and uh uh, romans talks about the obedience of the faith Mm -hmm. so you got that uh, that faith love peace on one side of the coin and then on the other side of the coin you have obedience Mm -hmm. you don't uh, you don't ever have Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. And then that coin together with both sides is righteousness, is proven right. righteousness. Okay. And then and then you insert that coin into uh, the context of a trial. Mm-hmm. And the greater that trial is, the more tested, the more purified, the more uh, beautiful uh, that and more uh, depth there is to that faith mm-hmm. um, and that obedience which means the greater depth there is to that righteousness, mm-hmm. right? So if you miss this idea of, of Christ and proven righteousness, then you miss the point of, of, of the entire passage. Mm-hmm. And that just, if you miss it, you, you, you miss the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, and in missing that, Point. So again, on, on this side, you have the his faith being tested, mm-hmm. which is going to result in this. Uh, this faith is going to result in this obedience, and then the quality or the depth mm-hmm. of that righteousness that comes out of there mm-hmm. um, is beautiful. So uh, again, don't miss what Jesus is praying for deliverance from. Mm-hmm. He, he's praying, 
again, not that the father would help uh, him avoid the situation, mm-hmm. but he's praying to be obedient to the end. Help me make it through. Yeah. He's praying for help to defeat death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's incredible. And without, you know, driving to, uh, well, I just will like towards application here. Um, like you and I can pray those same prayers mm-hmm. and, and, and to the measure at which we know the word of God, uh, and the measure which we're willing to say, my pride is pathetic, mm-hmm. and say, no, I'm going to trust the Lord, mm-hmm. and I'm going to ask him to help me strive, then that same power and that same strength is at work in us. Mm. Well, that's, that changes everything. It does. That, that, that changes everything. I mean, he was praying that he wouldn't be overtaken. And listen, if this is the depth and length that Christ had to go to to endure our salvation, like you and I, I can't even understand that. Mm-hmm. Because because here's here's the deal. You and I could not um like you and I could not physically um pay the price for our sin in a moment of time. Mm-hmm. So you and I would we have to spend all of eternity right. paying that sin. And it's never paid for. So yeah, and it's it's never paid for, and you and I could not because we're not a sinless priest mm-hmm. pay for the sins of someone else mm-hmm. with our bodies. Right, and we can't do that either. Yeah, so you and I cannot even begin to earn the depth mm. of righteousness that Christ has. Well, it makes me think of the disciples who fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Right? Could you not even watch with me? Yeah, for the short of time. Right, right. You, you and I just we we can't do it. And here's where I landed on Sunday was that's the righteousness mm. that you and I are given. Amen. Yeah, that's Amen. it. Hmm. But, but that's the righteousness. And 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 my question was, and it is still today: Is that the Christ you know? Is that the Christ you know? Yeah. Is that the Christ when you walk in to lead your family? Hmm. Is that the the Christ you know when you've you've sinned? Yeah. Um, is that the righteousness you cling to? Hmm. Or when you're trying to prove yourself or when you're trying to build God's kingdom in front of all those pagans? Like what what is that the righteousness that you walk in? Because 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 yeah. because that's the righteousness that you're given to walk into the throne room of God. Exactly. That's why you can walk in boldly. Right. That's the end of chapter four. That's the only reason we are able to walk in, not just sins forgiven. Yeah. But imputed righteousness of Christ. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it, that is yours now. Yeah, and you're not just and here. Just listen. You're not just given a righteousness that is the equivalent to what you could have earned had you done everything right. Yes, you're given an infinitely valuable, yeah. incalculable. Uh, beautiful righteousness that's yours Mm -hmm. come on now i feel like i need an organ (laughs) (laughs) come on chocolate knox where's our right where's our organs at it's so good i think at times we get so overwhelmed by the beauty and the glory of this that you do kind of lack for words yeah which what you're describing is we can't even put into words this depth of righteousness Mm -hmm. and beauty that we have been given yeah, that's why I literally my last sub point is there's no words to describe this righteousness there's you're no given. There's no words, yeah. <laughs> that's 
That yeah. was my point. <laughs> exactly. There was no acronym there. There right. was no like. It was just. Right. I don't have a word. Right. It, it reminds me of the uh, where is I can't remember where it's at in Revelation where it says and there was silence in heaven. Yeah. A certain span of time. It's like, what else can you say? Yeah. What else can you say to this beauty and to this glory? Yeah. The righteousness of Christ given to me, and 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 it can't be described. But you begin. It begins to unfold itself as we live it out. Mm-hmm. And it, because yeah. it's not a natural thing for us to do, it's yeah. a supernatural work of God in our lives. It's one of those things where you you uh, let me put some feet here sure. real quick before we move to the next point. Um, so uh, I've got task A before me. Uh, maybe I say I got to go parent my child or I got to, uh, I got to go stand for the truth in my, in my workplace, my vocation, yeah. or I got to go, um, uh, have this uh, glorious conversation or this hard conversation with my spouse or, yeah. or whatever the case is. You, you've, you've got to like, uh, r- know that when you walk into that moment, like you're walking in there with the right, the, with this kind of righteousness, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that depth of which you can't fathom, but you're trying to fathom. Mm-hmm. And then you walk in and you, you, you are saying to yourself, uh, I don't know how to describe the righteousness that I have, but I have faith mm-hmm. that that righteousness is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I have faith. So I'm going to go do action A mm-hmm. by the faith in the righteousness that I have, yeah, right, and, and that is uh, at least beginning to get at how what are these works done by faith? Yeah. Like it's it's me believing that I'm doing this because yeah. of this righteousness that's at work in me. Right, right, and that's we're getting there in Hebrews 11 by mm-hmm. faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by yeah. faith. Mm-hmm. That's where you got to connect these these yeah. dots here. And you, and when you begin to unpack that, not to get ahead of ourselves in our series, but when you begin to look at all the glorious things that this this group of people did mm-hmm. in Hebrews 11 by faith. These people stopped the mouths of lions, all these things. And what was that faith in? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a righteousness yeah. that was not their own. Yeah. And then some uh, of them didn't even pointing fully understand. To, it's pointing to Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. It's glorious. So that that's that righteousness. And when you believe in that, mm-hmm. um, that's what fuels righteous living. So, so I got a question for you, um, because, and I just kind of want to sit here and say, all right, that's cold pizza. All right. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> and go be quiet for a while before the Lord and just in glory in that, but do it, do it. Yeah, I, do I, it. I, as yeah. I, as, as that hit me early on in my study the week and I'm just, I'm walking out to, to, to feed chickens or to yeah. whatever. And I'm just like pondering, like just. Yeah. Just the richness of that. I was yeah. just so blessed this week. So this is this is good news. This is yeah. the good news of the gospel. But here's here's my question to you. Um, okay. This is a bit of a curveball, but this is not the gospel that you would I would argue that you would hear in majority of churches in our region. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. Meaning that I think what we hear often by people who say they believe the gospel or they preach the gospel is a one sided one side of that coin. Um, gospel. It's a a gospel of forgiveness, sins forgiven, cross emphasized. That's important, of course it is. But there's so it's cross, it's forgiveness of sins, but there's not a heavy emphasis on the power over sin. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the 
that's what he's leading into in the end of chapter four. You have this boldness to enter the throne room of grace because you have received mercy, right? So you've been given mercy, you've been forgiven, but also the reason, the real reason you're able to stand there is not just sins forgiven, but it's righteousness given to you now. You're an heir of Christ. That's why you have a right to be there. Mm-hmm. And you have real, like real resurrection power to go out and say no to your sin and mm-hmm. yes to Christ. No yeah. to uh, um, the world and yes to righteous living. Because he says, you should be holy <laughs> as I am holy, right? Yeah, yeah. Because back to my example of walking out to do that next thing and understanding this is the righteousness you have. Right. What you should be saying in that moment mm-hmm. is, is if I choose to sin in this moment, mm-hmm. is that sin worth more right. than the joy of knowing that righteousness? Right. Because that's what you're going to lose. Right. And what I'm you're s- going to forfeit that joy exactly. in that righteousness right. if you choose that sin. Right. So, but what I'm saying is, is that I think majority churches in in our Western culture, and I would argue in our in our region here that say they're gospel focused or faithful to the gospel <laughs> message or gospel centered, which is a whole other conversation, would heavily emphasize the cross and forgiveness, but at best, talking about power over sin to walk in newness of life for holy living and righteousness, they would say, well, Jesus has given you a new heart, but that's mm-hmm. about as far as it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And if you lean heavy into what now you have been given and how then you should live with that, you're probably going to get called a legalist, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're probably going to say, well, you're, you're leaning into the Old Testament and not emphasizing the new and all sorts of other craziness. So my, my question to you is, why do you think that is? Mm-hmm. Why is there such a heavy emphasis? Why do you go into most churches and you hear a heavy emphasis on the cross and forgiveness, but there's not much said at all about the righteousness of Christ given to me now to go walk in and survive. Because the priest enters into the Holy of Holies to offer forgiveness for sins, right? Yeah. But that's only part of it. And so when Christ comes, it's forgiveness and righteousness given. Mm-hmm. That's real good news. Yeah. Right? But I just don't hear that emphasized very much. Yeah. Well, well first of all, the only to-do list that you're allowed to give mm-hmm. in in majority of churches now is... Uh, the to-do items that fall underneath the uh, the things like compassion. True. That's the only to-do list. Yeah. And and the reason is, is, and we don't have time for this now, but that's getting, because their justification usually is rooted in something else. That's very true. Um, yeah, so that, that's a that's an acceptable to-do list, and you won't be called a legalist so long as it involves feeding the poor or, sure. or um, ending racism or something like that. Right. You know, that's a fine list of, of mm-hmm. things for you to go do because it's, it's serving, and many scenario serving a different God. Mm. But so, man, that's, here's, here's my, my shot at that, that question. So the, the right. question, if I'm understanding correctly is, uh, why such a preaching on forgiveness mm-hmm. and a dearth or a famine of preaching on living out this righteousness? Yes, that's my question. Um, here's, here's my, my shot at that. Here's what I think. Um, if you think about uh, uh, like the health world right now and fitness world right now, mm-hmm. uh, there uh, and kind of the way we care for our bodies in our world, um, what what we I think the the general pattern in people's lives is I 
am going to feed my body crap. Mm-hmm. I'm going to physically not take care of my body, whether it's exercise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, when something goes wrong, I just want the doctor to fix my symptom. Mm-hmm. So just give me a pill. Right. Just give me a pill so that I, so I can basically go on about enjoying my life the way I want to. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, well, maybe the, I feel the way I do. Maybe my body feels like garbage because I'm out of shape. Right. right. Or <laughs> right. you ate something maybe. you shouldn't have. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, on, I, this side I, of, I, on this side of Super Bowl I, Sunday. <laughs> I know. I know people like laugh when I'm like talking about, you know, you, uh, you know, by mid morning, you're feeling depressed. And I'm like, well, what do you eat? Right. No, it's true. You know, like for me, I, I, I was telling you, I was telling you this last night, like, uh, at, at our elders meeting, you know, I, um, uh, Monday morning, Monday morning, yep. I'm like, why am I depressed? Right. right? And then, and I've just learned that I have to do this. Uh, and, and, and I think more people should do this is what have I eaten or not eaten the yeah. past 24 hours? Yep. And what I realized was I ate a whole bunch of really tasty, mm-hmm. uh, delightful, instant gratification. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Greg. Uh, for the Pastor wings. Greg. That's right. For the wings. Uh, uh like, and that and I did not get good sleep that night. Right. Uh, like I didn't get enough. Rather, I got sure. good sleep. I just no, didn't enough. get enough. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. That that's why. Um, and so I I was like, well, and Monday night I'm going to be out again. Um, yeah. so uh, I'm going to be out late that night. So I'm like, I'm just going to have to buckle up for the next couple of days and not listen to my emotions because right. I I know that my body is saying, yeah. why are you treating me this right. way? Or just give now, just give Jeff the rest of your sandwich. Now, what I was making this plan to was Tuesday night, I'm going to go to bed earlier. Yep. Uh, and I'm going to make sure that the food that I eat the next couple of days is is is, is going to be better. Mm. It's going to be more to, to in, in that sense. And but but what most people would do is just just give me a pill. Yeah. Let me pop a pill. Let me sure. drink more caffeine. Let me, um, you know, eat some more tums. You know, let sure. me, you know, and I mean, listen, these are all things I struggle with too, right? Sure. I, um. Uh, I'm trying to walk faithfully in sure. this area. That's part of why I'm talking about it right now. Is yeah. It's the forefront of my mind. Right. But I'm getting your uh, point. So yeah, less Tums, more thinking about what's causing you to Yeah, what, ca- what caused it? What's the root cause? Sure. Right? So, so uh, oh, the, this example. Okay. Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good old Hunger Games. Katniss. Katniss. Right? Katniss and uh, I volunteer. <laughs> is it Pita? Uh, Pita. That's bread. <laughs> That's yeah, that's good I don't bread. know what his name is. I think it's Peter. Uh, I think that's how you say it. Peter. M- M- Nobody Mar- cares about him. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's the little it should, guy, right? It should have been the other guy. The little, right? the little tiny guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, the more masculine guy is the one. The other guy, yeah. Exactly. That's who should have been. Actually, fight. Yeah. She was stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to. Back I mean, to Woody Harrelson is the star of that show. This is in true. My, in my, uh, in Woody Harrelson is the star of most shows. But yeah, the pizza. You're right. I forgot about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, so there, I think it's the scene um, where Katniss and Peta are going to uh, President Snow's um, okay. uh, mansion, mansion. Okay. And there's all this food. There's all the Capitol people, and and they're offering them food. And and I think it goes something like they they don't want to eat or mm-hmm. eat too much, uh, and so on and so forth. And someone offers them this, this like purple liquid, mm. and they're like, well you got to drink the purple liquid and basically it helps you like throw up the food so that you can. Uh, and they're kind of like, well, why, well, how else are you going to enjoy all of the food? 
if you uh, don't take uh, this, I remember that. You know, quote unquote, this pill, yeah. this drink. Sure, sure. So uh, that's a really long way around to say. Yeah. I think that that's what's happening. Mm. Is that that idea that is all over our culture? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the United States. Yeah, we are united in that thing. Right, where we want to keep on living the way we want. And we want someone to fix it mm-hmm. so that we can keep on living that way. It's sure. just, it's the same thing with transgenderism. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I want to keep on living this way. Mm-hmm. And doctors, I want you to fix right. this so that I can, I want you to give me a pill sure. so that I can keep doing what I want to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the church has adopted that mindset. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. what they've said is, uh, is come here. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to give you this pill mm-hmm. of, Jesus died to forgive you of your sins, yeah. uh, but we're not going to go into then what does Lord of your life look like, right? Because that's that doesn't sell. So it's a partial gospel. It's a partial gospel, which is a damnable gospel. Yeah, it, no gospel. It's at no all. gospel at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think that's I think that's what's being peddled. I think uh, that's what's being marketed. That's what sells. And, and I and I would be willing to go on record. I imagine uh, my guess is majority of the churches around here, mm-hmm. um, e- even some of the Reformed churches, mm-hmm. that that their uh, that their preaching stops short. Reformed, quote unquote. Yeah, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, stops short of this emphasis on righteous living. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you know all this stuff, great. I mean, Jesus forgives you. That's awesome. Unto what? Yeah, unto what? And that's yeah. and that's where again the the power of knowing the righteousness that's been given you. Mm. Um, so spend some time thinking about the depth of yeah. of his of the righteousness that's been given to you and yeah. what that means for today. Yeah, well, that's good. That's helpful. Thanks for letting me throw you that that curveball there, because I think that we get uh, un unknowingly we're getting catechized uh, these kinds of things. These, yeah, these plausible arguments. So that seems to make sense. Oh yeah, well that, that's a, that's a great church. They they talk a lot about the cross and sure. they talk a lot about forgiveness and mm-hmm. and They're very gospel centered. Yeah, but their idea of the gospel is the center is very small. Yeah, right. well when he becomes the eternal source of our salvation, mm-hmm. that doesn't just mean sins forgiven. Yes, it means yeah. also righteousness imputed. Yeah, it's yeah. both. Yeah, you're mis- so, so you're, talk about both. Yeah, you're missing the. That's what that's why C.S. Lewis says. In uh, Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan's always saying, "Further up, further mm-hmm. in, further up, further in," mm-hmm. and and that's that's what heaven will be one day is yeah. a further unpacking of the glories and the righteousness, which are I just don't think that we realize that that has been given to us. Yeah, praise God for the forgiveness of sins, right? Mm-hmm. Praise God for the cross, but do not miss. The fact that you're able to stand with boldness before the throne is because when God looks at you, he yes, there's forgiveness there, but he sees the righteousness of his son mm-hmm. covering you. And that same righteousness is what you take into what you've already mentioned here, all of this, all this gloriousness uh, that we do for the for the kingdom of God as mm-hmm. we break into the next acre. Yeah. Absolutely. That's helpful, man. Thanks. And you see that with uh, and we've ran into this ourselves. Um it looks a lot like you. You could spot this, I think, in a church where the idea of being a victim mm-hmm. is uh, promoted more than the idea of pursuing holiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that's a that's a church that's not concerned with 
the right steps forward. Right. Um, yeah. And that's not saying that there's that we're never a victim or that we're not yeah. a victims at all or or whatever, but mm-hmm. but to elevate the victim language mm-hmm. uh, to a place of prominence. Yeah. When really, if you're going to talk about victimhood, um, you're you're a victim of your own tragic, mm-hmm. deep sinfulness. Yeah. Like at its core. Yeah. Um, among other things, but that if you want to talk about it, that's that's what it is. But but he's but he gets us. But he, he gets, gets us, us Matt. Don't get, don't get me started. <laughs> he gets us. My favorite thing about that. Watching the he Super- doesn't want you to be adults. Right. Oh. Watching the Super Bowl. My, my 12-year-old pointed I know, out that's that. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, all of our children were like, that's crap. <laughs> like, all of our kids were literally like, what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, praise God. That was awesome. I know. I know. They called that out right away. No, man. I love watching our kids mock pagans like yeah. it, it just it was funny man they're like, like they spot the ludicrous yeah they're like that's not the truth stuff it's yeah. just insane not man. at all well so speaking of kids yeah well it's good yeah so i want to speak of kids but that my my segue um to, trying to be like rusty here and have these perfect segues but i was thinking so this idea of trying to win the world by being like the world and so whatever the world happens to be doing the church is going to try to do it and that's that victim thing right now mm-hmm. right, what's that shine down quote um, oh, if victimhood is currency, then you won't starve. You won't starve. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> quoted that to my barber the other day, and he was like, "That's yeah, that's good." Um, so, I have another shine down quote if we if we get to it. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all should listen to Shine Down. Um, <laughs> that's good stuff. Modern day prophets. Um, but in First Peter, this I mean, it might be God using the mouth of a jackass, but this is true. Maybe so. God does that sometimes. He does, right? Um, you know that because I preach. So. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the scriptures in first Peter, I can't remember exactly where they're at, but Peter's basically saying you have these new affections now that you're in Christ, you're no longer ignorant. Um, and the way that the world is going to, um, be one to Christ is by watching you in the midst of suffering and trials and tribulation, uh, being faithful. And that your conduct amongst the Gentiles, amongst the the people who are 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 not believers, is so excellent, mm-hmm. and so God honoring, and God glorifying in the midst of really intense tribulation and trial, mm-hmm. that that is the thing Peter says that's going to cause a lost and and dying world to look and say that's different, yeah. that works. I need that man. There was. Um, uh... Uh, pastor south of town was telling me about this book that he is reading um i'm trying to find the cover i snapped a picture of it um but basically it's it's a oh here we go the book is called uh the patient ferment of the early church the improbable mm. rise of christianity in the roman empire by alan Crider. oh Crider. yeah and he was he was mentioning in there like you know Polycarp who was uh, the closest disciple to John I think don't mm-hmm. quote me on that uh, and another guy so they're they're all the book is trying to capture why did the early church grow mm-hmm. like it did in those in those days mm-hmm. and Polycarp is recorded. To like when he's like before this council and this other like disciple of John and like before this council, there's a couple of unique things going on. Uh, they're before the council and the council says, give a defense. 
And Polycarp's recorded having said, I don't find you all worthy of hearing a defense. <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's recorded. Like the other disciple says that, and there's, there's, there's multiple of this in the midst of the church exploding, like mm-hmm. just growing like crazy. And then uh, you never hear any of them like, like the idea of someone coming to, quote, church who wasn't a Christian mm-hmm. was absent historically. Mm-hmm. You, you only went to church if you were a Christian. Right. And so you don't get you don't have this like inviting people to come to church, mm-hmm. and you've got these people when they're when they're out there giving a defense. They say, I, "You're not worthy of hearing a defense." Mm. And so how did how in the world did the church grow? And, and him and I were, were speculating here, but but uh, and we were thinking about this like in terms of like some of the Moscow guys, mm-hmm. Moscow Idaho guys. Mm-hmm. Like they're just there's very much a sense of like we're here. We're going to do what God's told us to do. We're going to live faithful, mm-hmm. yeah, faithfully. And if you want to come join, we hope you do, yeah. And we pray that you do. <clears throat> but, but we're we're like this idea of a, a faithful life mm-hmm. as a display of the holiness of God. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's going to those who are uh, are of the shepherd will hear that voice and they'll come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, and that pushes back against this idea we were talking about earlier, which is basically just a new Catholicism and evangelicalism, which just lives how you want and then goes and gives you the gospel pill, you know, to, to kind of throw up all the crap and keep going. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That passage is in First Peter uh, 2, 9 through, mm-hmm. um, 9 through 12. Mm-hmm. Keep your conduct honorable, abstain from passions of the flesh, and that will, that will win the world. All right, so let's talk about some application here as we kind of seem to or try to wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, talking about kids. Um, yeah, it was a little uh, like almost like a side comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I, when I preach, particularly in the realm of application, I know I can't hit everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can't do the heavy lifting for everybody. But I want to kind of poke or prod the mind in certain directions yeah. like squeeze this for more mm-hmm. but it's not this moment's not the right moment for me to spend sure. 10 minutes on this sure so that's where i inserted the idea of of you know so christ's obedience has to the uh proving ground has to change mm-hmm. it has to the the course if you will has to get harder sure let's move on from course one to course two to course three to course four um and I think we, in application to our kids, we have the temptation mm-hmm. uh, to just settle like ju- the 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 greatest depth at which we think about um, parenting with our kids is just okay, good, they did what I told them. Right. So what I want to say though is, are you increasing the difficulty of what you're telling them? Because mm-hmm. if not, then you're not growing a boy into be a man. Mm-hmm. You're not growing a daughter into be a woman. Mm-hmm. And Jesus would have not grown into be our Savior mm-hmm. if God had not increased his trials. Yeah. So uh, you have got to increase the trials for your children. You have to give them more responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't want to exasperate them, but you want to keep pushing them to the point of dependence and, yeah. and, and improving their, um, their trust and, yeah. and their, uh, their righteousness, if you will. Um, I don't, obviously don't mean that in a salvific ultimate sense, but sure. Um, you know, same thing as a husband. 
like you should be doing that for your family as a as a whole, including mm-hmm. your wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, but how how much do we think we measure? How often do we as men measure the faithfulness of our husbandry mm-hmm. by the contentedness of our wife? Yeah. Well, she's good. She's happy. So happy I must wife, be doing a good happy job. Happy wife. Happy life. That's what the <laughs> yeah, world says. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, not so much. But. But you should be as a husband thinking, how am I um, aiding and helping along the increased trial of my wife mm-hmm. so that her faith and and righteousness can grow? Yeah. Instead of just protecting her from everything. Yeah. What you should protect her from is a stagnant and declining faith. Mm-hmm. That's what you should protect her from. Mm-hmm. But an increased faith that comes from increased suffering... Yeah, don't yeah. don't. So so that's where I was like, man. This and same thing for us men, and, and as we lead our households, like mm-hmm. that's where we've got to be in the Word, and we've got to be around with you. Know, iron sharpens iron. Like that's yeah. that's what pushes us. And mm-hmm. uh, and then when we see trials come along, and the Lord will be faithful to to provide those. Yeah, and and that's where we have to to gird up our loins. Yeah, on sabbatical, I came out of it with many things, but one thing in particular was I want to put myself in situations specifically with other men mm-hmm. where I know that I am weak and or I need to grow more. Because sometimes I I reach what I think is kind of like the peak of what I can do. So you know, exercise or whatever. And it's not the peak of what I can do. I just really need to be pushed a little bit more. I'm just lazy. Um, and so I want to put myself, and I told myself, I'm going to put myself in situations with other men where I can... I basically can't BS my way mm-hmm. through that. Yeah. Like I, I'm exposed intellectually, spiritually, physically. I want to be around people that push me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to be able to, in the in that suffering, to grow. Because that's the only way I'm going to be able to. Because mm-hmm. around people that are peers or are inferior in certain areas, I'm going to be golden, right? Yeah. But uh, playing basketball on Wednesday nights, when the in the summertime, when the... Guys who graduated from Dayton Christian and who are now playing college basketball came to play with us. Uh-huh. Then you realized you weren't as hot as you used to be <laughs> when, <Yep>. <laughs> when they're throwing up alley oops and dunking, you know. Uh-huh. But it's good because I learned more, right? Yeah. And, and they learned from me and so on and so forth. And so putting ourselves in those kinds of situations, but we have such a mindset, especially in such a lazy culture in which we live. Which is which is so resistant to any kind of suffering. Anytime it begins to hurt, we just give up right away. Mm-hmm. And I think for the Christian, often when it comes to suffering, we just want it to go away, just go away. And that's what you were saying yesterday: is that Christ was asking for the strength to persevere through it mm-hmm. and to bear up under it, yeah. versus just take it away from me. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's my proclivity in the midst of suffering: is so just teach me what you got to teach me, God, and then let me go. Yeah. Right. Get through yeah. it as fast as possible. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like with your kids, like practically make life harder on them. Yeah. So let me give you an example of that. Um, and I'd be interested if you had any examples. Um, so with my boys, we were talking about this recently, Brent and I, for chores. So Judy, Judah has a tendency to be lazy. Right. And so one of his jobs. most boys. Right. Exactly. So one of his jobs um, is to take the garbage out. Right. Which, is a, which all your boys should be doing, by the way. Um, and the garbage bag can get... My wife has a, 
uh, a habit of really filling up the garbage cans and letting them overflow <laughs> and just packing them tight. So these garbage cans are like, they're heavy, the garbage yeah. bag, you know? So, but like Judah. Suck it up, boy. Yeah, you got to take out the garbage. Figure and, it out. Yeah. And and then. Recruit your brother. Well, yeah. And I, I also have a um, sometimes a proclivity to give them all the steps, right? So with Judah, it was like, he has this tendency to be lazy. So your job is to take the garbage out. We're going to just make sure it's a little extra full. And it's hard for him to lift it up because the trash can's up above his head pretty much. But I'm not going to tell him what he should do. Hey, you get this stool and you could do these things. Just go do it. Yeah, go do it. And I just remember the first time he was out there just wailing at the at the sky, you know, trying to get this done. <laughs> but... <laughs> And he come back in like covered in whatever was thrown in there from the past several leftovers from the meals, just like covered in like spaghetti sauce. And, and I was like, so, but, but since we've been doing that and making that a little hard on him, he's wised up. He's worked harder. He's worked smarter. Right. And and with Abe, he's got a he's got a proclivity to be really really angry. So we give him jobs that he has to do painstakingly slow. Yeah and detailed and he just i remember the first time he was just angry as all get out mm-hmm. but now he's slowed down and and it's not easy and how often what's interesting as parents there is how often i desire to take that hardship away from my children one because i think it's a misplaced love like oh, i don't want my kids to have to suffer because i love mm-hmm. them but but it's not genuine love because i'm not equipping them or preparing them god's love is perfect and as a good father, he puts us in trials and tribulations to strengthen us and to um, cause us to grow in steadfastness. Other times, I want to take that difficulty away from my kid just because I don't want to have to hear them yell and scream and deal mm-hmm. with the crap. I just yeah. do it myself. Yeah, I just do it myself. Right. Here's, and um, I think men are going to be tempted more to just take it away because mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. Right. Uh, moms are going to tend to be on play on the compassion side mm-hmm. that take it away because I don't want them to to suffer for it. Yeah. Um, obviously, both those are selfish. Um, but, but what I want to press in, particularly on the compassion side, since a lot of times our younger kids spend more times with their mothers than they mm-hmm. do with their fathers, mm-hmm. um, is the world doesn't view them the same way, mm-hmm. right? So the world when they when they leave the household, they are going to get. In, the world's going to put them through whatever trials the world wants to. Oh, yeah. Without regard to the well-being of your child. Right. So you're just utterly foolish if you don't allow those trials to hit your kids hard mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. While they are under your household where you can help them process through it yes. mm-hmm. with great hands-on effect. Mm-hmm. So don't... don't sh- So, man, you know, man, from the three-year-old who... Who trips and falls, mm-hmm. man? Don't swoop them up. Mm-hmm. Like, like go to them. All right, are you okay? Mm-hmm. What do you need to do to fix the problem? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay? Is there any bumps? What should you do differently next time? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, you've cried long enough. Now you're just being manipulative. Mm-hmm. Okay, the world is not over. It's been <laughs> it's been sixty seconds. You right. can you can. You can rein this in now, mm-hmm. okay? You can be done. Um, now you're just exaggerating, mm-hmm. okay? And they don't know those limits. Right. Like, and, and how do you know they're crying because they're hurting versus crying because they just want your attention, mm-hmm. right? Um, all the way to the, to the teenager who, 
um, uh, you know, is going through that, that hurting relationship or mm-hmm. doesn't know why they don't have as many friends. And, yeah. and it's just easy to want to, or they're, they're having trouble with the, with the teacher. Mm-hmm. And the, te- the chances are to just want to swoop in and f- instead of teaching the kid how to work through the trial. Right. And if mom and dad think and act as if it's a big deal, then your three-year-old who fell down is going to be like, this is a big deal. <laughs> That's right. Right? Yep. Uh, if you're always running your kids to the emergency room when they fall over and get a bump, right? Then they're yep. going to be like, this is a big deal. Or the yeah. same thing with the teenager or whatever. Yeah. So, so don't don't flatten the obedience with your children mm. and or with you, as you lead your household, mm-hmm. you know. We do the same thing as elders. There are times where we choose to uh, to make a decision mm-hmm. that we know is going to try some people, mm-hmm. um, and and where we could go to them and pat it and soften it for them and mm-hmm. have pre conversations with them. Sometimes we choose no, I'm not going to, because yeah. it's time for them. It's time for their trial to get a little hotter. And yeah. for them to to are they going to do the right thing? Yeah. Nice. Are they going to how are they going to bear up underneath of this potential trial? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and we pray that they do, and we want to help them. But mm-hmm. but it's a, it's the same same thing. So yeah. that's good, man. So don't flatten it. Yeah, don't flatten. It. I was in the uh, in the line at Bill's Donuts on Sunday, which after we do basketball with Judah on Saturday mornings, and the line is out the door. Oh man, which is awesome, because you know the donuts are worth waiting for. But we're standing there, and there's this guy in front of us with a kid. He's probably three years old, four years old, and there's mm-hmm. just me and my boys. Um, and this kid's just throwing a royal fit. You know, he's just like thrashing around, and the guy's holding him. The guy's putting him down. The kid's oh, sitting man. on the floor. He's, do you want to put your hood on? You want to take your hood off? All this stuff. And I heard him say, and my boys are kind of just standing there, wide-eyed, looking at him. You know. <laughs> And and Av turns to me and holds up his arms and say, "Dad, you hold me." I said, "No, God gave you legs. You can stand there." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> and, uh, but the, your boys are probably like, "That kid is going to die at any moment." Exactly, exactly. He's like, "This kid doesn't deserve a donut for sure." But one thing was the guy. His father said to him was, uh, he he leaned down and whispered to the kid because the kid was kind of thrashing on the floor, and he said, "Hey, buddy, we are out in public." <laughs> So you need to behave. You're not at home. You're out in public. And what he's saying in that moment is at home, what the reality was is that kid at home, he acted like that. So that's why he acted like that in public, right? Oh, man. So my point in saying that is faithfulness in the little things of life at home with your children. Mm-hmm. When your kid falls and you, you handle that with faithfulness and you give the hugs and the kisses and you're like, you're fine. You'll be all right. You're going to yeah. live. And you move on. And the discipline and making things uh, hard for your kids as you grow them up in um, perseverance, that's you know, the you what know, makes the difference. You, you know the thing that, like, I, there's so much wrong with that picture. I wanted so to much say wrong to him, with that statement. I'd hate to see him I'm at like, home, bro. But I'm like, you, you, here, let, let's just... Let's go out to a, a pretty likely conclusion here mm-hmm. where this goes. Is a man, I'm assuming, was it a boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is a man who thinks it's okay to beat his wife at home so right. long as he's nice to her in public. Exactly. Right. That's, I mean, that's, in, in our day, that's not far. Or how about a guy mm-hmm. who thinks it's okay to look at porn mm-hmm. as long as he does it in private and right. it doesn't, his wife doesn't know about it. Right. 
I mean, two very incredibly likely, but the mm-hmm. second one probably more likely, mm-hmm. but very likely outcomes. And yeah. you, fine specimen of a parent, mm-hmm. are training your child to draw a distinction mm-hmm. between those things. Exactly. It's yeah. just insane. Yeah. Like I, ju- I, I, that's where I, uh, you've heard us, not, maybe not, maybe not my frustration, but my continued thing in the parenting class mm-hmm. is you've got to see the end of this. Yeah. You've yeah. got to think, where does this go? Yeah. Four more dice rolls down the game. Yeah. Where does this head? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can look ahead at the Monopoly board and go, well, what, what's the spaces coming up next? Mm-hmm. Where does this go? They all get more costly. Yeah. No, I just saw a, a grown man with a beard laying on the floor throwing a fit, like in the future. That's what's going to yeah, happen. It's exactly. <laughs> and listen, I've had to pastor a lot of them. Exactly. Right. So faithfulness in your home. A lot of them that then accuse us of not being very kind or loving or exactly. gracious right. or patient. Exactly. Well, 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 listen, I'm not your daddy who right. lets you scream and cry on the floor at the donut shop. Right. And I'm not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's got to be a man and tell you to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as Russ would say, that's super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had this last question. I do, I do. And, and which I think was great. What are we supposed to do in the midst of suffering? I right. think that's... Yeah. Yeah, and that's... And I brought that story about the guy in the donut shop to say, like, we, we, we see all the things in our homes as such mundane, not important, but you're raising up warriors for the kingdom yeah right and you can use the example of our savior to help your children persevere yeah right uh, and you have the 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 new affections and the new mind of christ to be able to impart these things to your children yeah. and hopefully that they will and uh, also as well uh, look to him for salvation so yeah last thing we'll, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up here with is um what are you supposed to do in the midst of suffering so i think sometimes folks okay is there this moment am i supposed to have a feeling like i'm going through some really seemingly like hair singeing fire trial what am i supposed to do yeah in that yeah so i think at first the at first uh, what do we tend to do okay that's just how i tend to think anyway sure. how, how do we tend to think and then how should we think and yeah and then that's pat helpful. you on the butt and say let's go yeah um what do we? What do we? T- I think you kind of hinted at it. We 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 tend to like want to look for a, uh, a certain state of mind. Yeah, like a special or a, moment, or a, you know, a, a certain uh, uh, era about us. Mm-hmm. A certain uh, feeling, a feeling, epiphany, or epiphany, light bulb moment. or uh, a certain like kind of rising above it mm. uh, to like. <sighs> okay, I can make it, you know. Right. Or this understanding of this is why I'm suffering. Yeah, or yeah, or understanding the depth of right. of, of all of it and where it's coming from, and uh, which is this is not necessarily bad to discover where some of that's coming from. Not not denying that, but sure. um, but but I think if we look at our at the Bible, mm-hmm. one thing we do know for sure is that this suffering is meant to uh, uh, aid us in perseverance. Mm-hmm. Like it's, mo- it's, it's meant to grow our faith. Mm-hmm. It's meant to deepen our faith. We know that for sure. Mm-hmm. Whether the suffering or the trial came from sin that you did, sin that someone else did, or just sin in general because it's a broken world, right? Uh, we know that. So if you know that for a 
fact, because the Bible says that this trial is for the purpose of growing my righteousness, mm-hmm. uh, of, of helping me work that out and, and deepen my faith, then pray for perseverance. Yes. Do that. Mm-hmm. Let that be one of your first prayers, if not your first prayer. Mm-hmm. Pray for that. So I, I don't want to, I don't, we don't need to overcomplicate this. Mm-hmm. Where's James 1? Ask. 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 <laughs> Ask. Yeah. So pray for perseverance. Pray mm-hmm. that you would not be overcome by it. Pray. Mm-hmm. I mean, if your Savior, who did not have uh, uh, the same indwelling sin nature, mm-hmm. uh, and who knew the Bible way better than any of us will ever know the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, and he still prayed that God would would persevere him through. Yes. Then you and I should be praying for that, yeah, and not. And, and here's the: I think we tend to what we pray for in the trial is, oh God, just help me make it. And what we mean by that is, God, just help me get to the other side so I can be happy again. Yeah. But that's not what Jesus prayed for. Jesus didn't pray, God, help me to be make it through so that I can be happy on the other. Mm-hmm. Jesus was happy. Yeah. Like Jesus was joyful. He was mm-hmm. he was good in yeah. that department. For the joy that was set before him. Yeah. He endured, he endured the cross. He endured the cross. Yeah. So he was he's good. Mm-hmm. That's not that's when I say we gotta pray to persevere through it, that's not what I mean. How God help me to get through so that I can check box this one off and I can feel joyful again and not be depressed and I can move on with life. Right, get back to normal. You can get back to normal. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. a great way to put it. Get, get back to normal. What I mean is that you would pray that your faith would not give way mm-hmm. to lack of faith. Yeah. Apostasy wouldn't happen, yes. which is the heartbeat, one of the one of the subtones yeah. of Hebrews. Hebrews. Yeah. So let me pray, God, please sustain my salvation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's really what Jesus is, is praying. I mean, not salvation in a sense of of being saved, um, but but sustain my faith yes. in you, God. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's our faith in the saving work of that faith. Of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's for us. So his obedience then it becomes the eternal source of salvation for all those who obey him. Mm-hmm. So his faith, obedience combo that we have faith and obedience in mm-hmm. is what leads to our salvation. So what I'm saying is pray for real faith mm-hmm. to continue. Yeah. Uh, that song we sing, I love it. Oh, help my unbelief. Yeah. Amen. That's... That's what you should pray. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let me believe lies. Yes. Don't don't let me don't let me succumb to to my emotions. Right. Don't let me believe the lies of others. Right. Help me to know the truth and believe it and believe it only. Right. With James one again, ask in faith, not wavering. Yep. Right. And then again, to as in an effort to not overcomplicate this, even by saying the same thing five different ways, like I tend to do. <laughs> the second thing you should do is, is then go build. Yeah. Go do. Yeah. Go do what is right. Go build God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Do the next, do the next thing. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, shine down song that uh, I'll, I'll quote. Uh, the song's called "State of My Head." I, I I don't necessarily recommend listening to all these with kids, for the record. But um, they say uh, we've been, it's been a long bumpy ride sitting back in the saddle. It's time to get down, dirty up our knees in the battle. Mm. Come on, round up the boys. Going to make the walls rattle. Yeah. Like, 
and in my head, I say amen to that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> our bones have been, our bones are shattered, but it doesn't matter because we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is the next line? Yeah. Uh, our flag is tattered. Round them mm. up, round them up. Let's go. Round them up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that round them up, round them up. <laughs> that's right. stuck you, in my head. You, you know, right? <laughs> I knew it. So this this might be one of Winnie's favorite songs for the record, but oh, right. uh, which is just stellar. That's my, awesome. my little five year old daughter. Yeah, she can sing "State of My Head." Yeah, she'll request it by yeah. by title. Yeah, uh, you know. Anyways, so pray for perseverance and then go. Go, like, do go it. build. Yeah, go build. You know, um, I was listening to Johnny Erickson Tata one time. Yeah, um, and uh, the only time I've heard her speak live. And she made the comment of, you know, some days one of the best things I can do is just get up and go serve somebody. Mm. Yeah. Right. And if you know her story, that's just that's incredible. And I think those mm-hmm. are good words. Yeah. Why? Because now you're walking in that righteousness. Mm-hmm. Now, now you, you you may not feel like it. You it, you might feel broken and all those things. But you've you've just said, God, persevere my faith. Yeah. And remember, faith is tied with obedience. Mm-hmm. So now you can will yourself to go do the right things. Yes. Yeah. And you just prayed for faith. So so Lord willing, those two things will be working together. Mm-hmm. You can still, even though you don't feel it, you can still work unto faith. Mm-hmm. You can still have obedience unto faith. You can still work believing mm-hmm. that this is for the glory of God. Yeah. You can still do those things. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need a silver bullet. We don't need some emotional or mental state of mind. Mm-hmm. Then we can then we can move on. Then we can go. No, just do the next thing. I had an army ranger one time tell me in the midst of a firefight, he said their their uh, common slogan was just do the next thing. Mm-hmm. And what he meant by that was run to the next rock, check your weapon, take care of your buddy, yeah. fulfill your mission. Yeah. Do yeah. the next thing. Yeah. yeah. Get out of bed. Yeah. Make yourself a healthy breakfast. Mm-hmm. Go work out. Yeah. Read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Go change diapers. Yep. Spend time with your kids. Mm-hmm. Go write that next paper. Mm-hmm. Go to work. Wash that pot. Get home on time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wash that pot. Clean those dishes. Make that dinner. Mm-hmm. Have that hard conversation. Yep. Discipline your things. kids. And just do them unto faith. Yeah. And that's kingdom building. Yeah. It's not. It's not glamorous. Yeah. That's. The, I mean, it can be. It can if no, you got eyes to see it. If you have eyes to see it, exactly. Because radical Christianity is just faithfulness. It is for generations and generations. And why is that? Why is that radical? Why is that amazing? Because we're sinners, mm. and somehow, I mean, we know the answer. This is because yeah. of the gospel. Yeah, you and I are able to do those things. Yeah, we're able to be faithful. Yeah. That's a miracle. Yeah, it's a miracle. So, Amen. Well, that's super helpful. <laughs> and with that, we will end maybe the longest podcast of Cold Pizza yet. Not sure, but uh, we'll see. We'll see you after Rusty gets done with the editing on this thing. Well, I thank you, Pastor Matt, for sitting down with me yeah, and talking through you, this. Man. It's been a real joy. It's been nice to sit in the, uh, um, the host seat. I think this is the first time I've gotten to interview you. I think it is. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this is fun. So praise God. We're excited as we continue to walk through Hebrews. We're going to encourage you guys to 
read as much as possible the whole book from uh, beginning to end so you don't miss the big picture mm. and make sure you're looking at uh, looking ahead and make sure you're engaging with your home groups and engaging with those conversations as we look at the reflection questions we want to encourage you as always to go know love and obey jesus as lord overall and we will see you next time see you guys it's been a long